It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Six foot nine, so I can get with Leoshi, cause she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time, everywhere I go, even in my dreams, I got scheme of ways to make her mine. Cause I know she's living fat, her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball, so how am I gonna compete with that? Cause when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked, and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall, or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch their man ball. Tag y'all, I never understood black, while the jocks get the fly girls, and me, I get the hood rats. I tell them scat, skittles, kebabble, got hit with a bottle, been in the hospital for talking that mess. I confess it's a shame when you living in a city that's the size of a box, and nobody knows your name. Glad I came to my senses, like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach, overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked out, she said I wasn't a type. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-point collar. I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller, I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her.
Welcome to an all-new week of So Bad It's Good. This is your pal Ryan coming at you. It has been a week. I have been on a cruise in Alaska with my family, and I have made it back in one piece, and I am ready to dive into everything that I've missed. I feel like I've missed, I feel like it's been a year. Honestly, I feel like it's been a decade. Uh, I never realized how addicted to podcasting I was. Until I I couldn't do it on this ship. Uh, the turns out when you pay for a Wi-Fi package, they don't really mean good Wi-Fi. So I could not release episodes. So the last you heard from me was the Christian Doty interview last Monday, which uh, it, it, it was it took me twelve hours to get that out on the cruise ship. So I realized pretty quickly that I couldn't put out new episodes. Not that anybody needs new. I put out so many flipping. I I literally got over. I think somebody was celebrating their like 500th episode or something. And I was like, I think we're at like 800. It is insane. How many episodes regardless? I am so happy to be here talking to you guys. Um, and I, I, I feel like I've missed everything. So let's catch up. Um, remember today is Sophie Ross with the pop culture roundup. If you're watching this on YouTube, that's a separate video. If you are listening to this, remember there are timestamps and you would skip right to Sophie. We had a blast. Uh, I do want to say there is a little bit of a, there's like a, we talked, me and Sophie talked about this afterwards. There's a little bit of time delay on her end. I think something was happening with her Wi-Fi potentially. Um, so hopefully yeah, hopefully it's okay. Just her delayed, you know, usually she would be laughing hysterically the moment I said something and there was a little bit of a delay. So it's all good. But how are you guys? Are you good? Did you miss the show? Thank you so much to the people that reached out. There was like, I missed the show. And I, the people that I did say that see that said that I would be like, please come back. Please, please listen on Monday. Please, please come back. We have good, we have new things. We we've got stuff to talk about. We we've got guests coming back. We got interviews. We're going to recap OC this week. We got tons of stuff. So remember, we're back. We're back. We're back. Tell your friends, tell your loved ones and gather around the hearth as a family. And let's go over to some of the pop culture stories and reality shows and all this stuff together as an internet family. So uh, I just did an hour and 15 minute Patreon episode that summed up the entire Alaskan cruise trip. If you want to hear that, go on over to patreon.com forward slash so bad. It's good. Uh, but I will say, um, it was, it was, it was great. I'm so thankful. My mom, we all, my mom had the best time and, you know, she unfortunately is back. Uh, she had to go back to Mayo. She, they admitted her, um, she had some leg issues, uh, and some gathering fluid 
And so she got admitted on Saturday. She's still there on Sunday night tonight. Well, now it's like Monday at 1 a.m. But uh, she has some tests tomorrow, and hopefully she'll be able to come home after that. And then I should be down there soon. Um, but but other but the 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 trip itself was wildly uneventful in the sense that no dramatic thing happened, except we all ate and drank way too much. Uh, I've managed to gain more weight. Uh, my poor genes need to be retired. Uh, it's just like, whoa, it's the, the, the buttons, the amount of work that the buttons on my genes are dealing with right now is uh, I pray for my genes. You guys pray right now. I'm in my comfortable basketball shorts and, uh, but my poor, I think I'm gonna have to retire them. Do, do they do that? Like how they raise the sports journey jerseys at like, like stable center and like sports arenas where like Michael Jordan, they, they raise like his Jersey in honor. Like, I feel like my old Navy jeans need to be raised. So is there like a podcasting hall of fame or something? We just raise these jeans that were on the cruise. That's why the cruise is just nonstop food. You guys, it's like, they get you from the, the time you wake up to the time you sleep. They're like more. Would you like more? And the thing with me is I'm always, yeah, I want more. I can't even do a podcast like shorter than 30 minutes. Of course I'm going to say, I want a fucking another slice of free pizza. Are you kidding me? Tell me a dessert bar. I don't even eat dessert, but if I mean, it's free, you're telling me it's free. I'm, of course I'm going to eat the dessert. You're telling me all these martinis are free. Yeah. I'm going to drink the martinis. There is something I said that on the Patreon. I said, these damn Kardashians, I would never survive over there because they always have those free cakes and cookies just laying around their house. And they're always in these gigantic like glass things that nobody seems to lift the lid to eat the cookies. And I'm always looking at the, cause the show isn't really that fascinating anymore. So I'm always just like, like just clocking how much food they have around that nobody's eaten. I'm like, I couldn't be, if I was Scott Disick, like sometimes like Scott, I got to Chloe, Chloe Joe, can I take, can I have, oh, the cake looks amazing, Chloe, I need it. I would eat, oh, anyways, I'm so happy to be on dry land because it's all they do is just stuff you with food, just stuff you with food and drink. And, you know, that used to be heaven to me. And then it became like a prison by the just like I was a, I was imprisoned in shrimp cocktails and martinis and just weird desserts that I had to keep going back up for seconds because I have no self-control, folks. How was your week? <laughs> oh my God, you guys, I've been waiting for so long to do this. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. This is this is signifies I'm back. <clears throat> Did you know Tom Sons of all was in a jacuzzi with Raquel? <laughs> I haven't done my kin. Can you believe Tom Sansoval was in a jacuzzi with Raquel? I can't believe that. <laughs> you guys, Vanderpump Rules is back. Season 11 premiered last week. No, it didn't. They just started shooting season 11, and people have <laughs> posted nonstop about it, so much so that it feels like the show hasn't gone away. And uh, in fact, I was just looking at um, Instagram as you do all the time tonight, now that I have a strong Wi-Fi signal and they are filming Sunday night, even they were at pump because pump is closing its doors. Um, July 5th will be the last day of pump as a restaurant. And I saw a little video there. I bet the spoilers everywhere. You guys season 11. We're going to know every fucking thing out there about season 11 because we're posting everything. But I saw Lisa in her big, like pink hat making a speech, which I only imagine can be like Nick Lane. I remember when me and Nick Lane, we decorated bump. We put up a big 
olive tree and it was beautiful but also i was like season 11's not already out and i'm like too much lisa <laughs> like let's get to the meat i don't need Le i don't need lisa's storyline don't need it i don't need to know when she gets back on that horse Nicolaine, he convinced me to ride again i'd like to ride Nicolaine. did you know Nicolaine was in a jacuzzi with raquel and tom sensible um we talk a lot about Vanderpump, a little bit about Vanderpump Rules, about how annoyed we are about talking about Vanderpump Rules because Tom Sandoval now, he isn't even at filming because he's making a little coinage doing season two of Fox's Special Forces, you know, like, sir, yes, sir, it's me, Private Tom Sandoval, dude. I'm ready to fucking do this for the love of God and country, dude. He's filming a reality show where they take um, like B and C and D level celebrities and throw them out of choppers and make them do little, you know, they sent Tom Schwartz to Mars and they sent like Tom Sandoval to wherever they're pretending this is like Afghanistan or something. So Tom Sandoval, you know, I, I predict he's going to come back with that sh a shaved head. He'd be like, dude, the military taught me a lot about myself. And they're like, Tom, weren't you just on a Fox reality show? Yeah, but it was about the military, dude. You don't even understand, man. So anyways, if you want spoilers, they're all over the the old Instagram. We already have a scene between DJ James Kennedy and uh, Schwartz. Schwartz, you fat fuck. I'm playing Imagine Festival again. How dare you? And then there was a scene, I guess, with Schwartz and Sheena. I just, I mean, I'm exhausted watching this. How exhausted that cast must be. Just go like they're having to party again every night and you think that's fun, but then you wind up on a cruise ship and you're just, it's like the, the buffet. You're just like, I'm just so tired of eating. Like how can you to get dressed up that much to go out and sip like pump titties, more pump titties. It's gotta be a lot, but I hope, I hope, we get more Ken scenes this next season, season 11, which probably won't even air for another eight months. Uh, you guys good? Are you good? I didn't even, I think I checked in, but if I didn't, I hope you're good. I hope you're well. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. Now I talked about in the Sophie pop culture roundup, we were talking about that whole Kyle Mauricio stuff. So there's a Instagram account. I love at face reality, 16, uh, you can see in her highlights all of the uh, work she did in kind of piecing this puzzle together. And I've talked a lot of a lot of people are, you know, I was making kind of jokes about it, even though it's a serious topic. If her and Mauricio are going through something, which it really does seem like they are going through something. I did an episode right before I left a week and a half ago where I even brought up that it seems like something's going on with Kyle and Mauricio. I get back on dry land. I see all these stories like this shit. It, like, something seems to really be happening, but I do want to say, um, I, I look at everything through a darkly comedic, um, lens and some of that lands and some of it doesn't. Um, and, and I, I learn as I go a lot of the times, but, uh, I do think I let's talk this out as adults. Can we do that? Can we talk? We're, we're having fun. It's Monday. I, I, I haven't been here for a sec. So uh, the, the 
the alleged rumors that something is going on between her and Mauricio. Now, if you look at Face Reality 16, and I think Samantha Bush, Bravo historian, talked about this as well. A lot of people, and I was just looking at some stories from um, the Instagram account Glorified Gossip Girl that I thought was very interesting, which uh, I might talk about here in a second. Um, And it does seem that something is going on between Kyle Richards and Mauricio that, that doesn't seem, they seem to have left each other off some important dates on their Instagram. They're not liking each other's comments. There seems to be potentially some troubling things. Now there's always been rumors. I didn't start these. Uh, There's rumors even before I started this podcast about Mauricio and potential infidelities. Now remember they built the agency over this last, what, like five, six year period. And it's huge right now. So that, I mean, just, you know, he's on top of the world in terms of his career, which I was listening over the break uh, on Alaska. I was listening to Paris Hilton's memoir, which actually was damn good. I Did you guys read or listen to that? You got to listen to the audiobook because I just love the way Paris Hilton speaks to begin with. And I kind of now like one of my goals is to interview Paris Hilton. I never <laughs> thought I would say that. But after reading the book, I was like, wow, this is actually really good. I hope. I was like, oh, man, I know this is potentially a ghostwriter, but her story really is fascinating. And if you think about the history, it's like the Kardashians where people get kind of annoyed. But you think about the history of Calabasas, Hollywood, Malibu, these families, you know, and the Hilton family is just so full of history. There's a great book, House of Hilton, that you guys should read if you haven't. But Paris Hilton, I was forgetting like some of the things like Bethany Frankel used to be uh, their one of their nannies. And of course, Bethany was then friends with Kyle through that, but also then the Richards history, the Richards sisters and big Kath, their mom, which we've heard so much about, they were talking about them and like the Hiltons coming together. And I forgot like what a stranglehold that, like, if you fan that out in terms of pop culture, because then Paris Hilton was talking about her best friendship with Nicole Richie growing up. And of course, Nicole Richie, Lionel Richie's daughter. There's this story she tells about them sneaking out in Vegas on like New Year's Eve when they were like 12, 13 or 14. And they get busted and their parents were upset. And, you know, it was like, you know, my parent, my dad, Rick, just yelled at us and said we couldn't be friends anymore. And then Nicole's, you know, parents were mad at her, too. And I just kept thinking about, like, you mean Lionel Richie? Lionel Richie? Like, all night long, all night. Like, you know, because I'm easy, easy like Sunday morning. Lionel, I just can't imagine Lionel Richie. Like, no, Nicole, you cannot go out ever again. Like, Lionel Richie laying down the law? Woo! But the the book i was just like wow i forgot how interconnected all of the because then she was talking about being friends with kim kardashian and like how it's all connected the actually the newest family that i don't think is in the book but i just in terms of i would love to do a documentary between the ba- the battle for calabasas where it was like the kardashians and then the will smith family which oh my god you guys did you see uh remind me to talk about the jaden smith quote about the mushrooms and the mom. We'll talk about that hopefully in a second as well. Don't worry, you guys, all new episodes this week. So just, you know, we got to just get back into the groove, just lean into it a little bit. We're back. We got some fun interviews coming up this week. We're going to do a real housewives of orange County recap on Tuesday. Uh, I know that's 4th of July, but baby, we don't, Hey, just cause it's America's birthday. We don't take time off for America's birthday, which by the way, I don't want to celebrate America's birthday right now. Right? I America birthday. We're family. 
but I'm upset at you guys. I'm upset at you, America, right now. We might talk about that, not on this one, but later down. But just I've got my eye on you, America. We we we've got to we got to figure some shit out. But listen, you're old. You're old. You've seen better days. We can get, but you, you got to get healthy again. So anyway, so this Paris Hilton book I was reading, I was fascinated by, you know, her aunt is, is Kyle Richards and Kyle and Mauricio. That's what Mauricio used to work at Hilton and Highland. Rick Hilton uh, owns that real estate company. And then Mauricio left and started the agency. And that kind of created a little bit of bla- bad blood between Rick and Kathy and Mauricio and Kyle back in the day. So there'd always been rumors about Mauricio stepping out, but listen, Mauricio, a very attractive dude. And also just one of those personalities, even on the show, we all love Mauricio. We love when he gets stoned. We love when he like hangs out with PK and PK's like, Hey, me and you Mauricio with two good looking guys out on the town chap. We like that. Um, so it was one of those things. There are certain guys that get away with cheating because they're just so likable. They're like, Oh God, you gotta come on. Let him, let him cheat a little bit, you know? It's very different than Tom Sandoval, where you're like, you son of a bitch. I believe... You know, for some reason, it doesn't shock me if Mauricio did cheat. It, but it's weirdly, it doesn't have the same... Like, I'm like, Kyle, if he did cheat, you do whatever you need to do to make yourself happy. But I'm not... I don't know. Like, for some reason, it doesn't, like, surprise me or kind of affect me on an emotional DNA level like the Sandoval stuff did. Like, we can't do Scandoval. I don't know. What would it would What would Mauricio's Scandoval uh, wording be? We got to think of a title. Kind of like Benifer. We need, like, Marie. What is, like, Mauricio, Charicia, Mauricio? We'll figure it out. So, um Oh, by the way, I did read the internet was so spotty on the open seas, but I did read one YouTube comment from somebody. I'm not supposed to read the comments, um, but I did. And somebody was like, is anybody else feel like they have or something? They have ADHD when they, when they, you know, keeping up with Ryan. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, well, yeah, I do have ADHD. So don't watch or listen if that's, if you have an issue, don't be here. Like you just, you have a choice to not be here. But that's uh, the joys of the internet. Anywho, so they have seemingly spent some time apart. I think they've reconciled at a certain point. Now, we will not see any of this drama, I believe, on Real Housewives of Orange County this up. Sorry, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this upcoming season. I don't think we're going to see anything. As you know, if you watch Beverly Hills, Kyle is so protective of her image on that show. And also, Kyle is so middle of the road. She never really kind of gets into the mess. She kind of really rides both sides of the fence a lot. We saw that with like Sutton and Rinna and all this stuff. I will say this. I never thought I would say this in a million years. If any of this stuff is true, it's going to be the one that's like, Oh, I'm so ashamed to say this. Cause I just never, I never wanted these words to come out of my mouth. You guys, maybe we, I'm not, Maybe we do need Lisa Rinna. Maybe we did need Lisa Rinna this season because Lisa Rinna would have called this shit out. Lisa Rinna would have been like, yes, you are, you guys. <laughs> Something's going on with Kyle and Mauricio. I'm <laughs> fuck. I'm fuck, Mauricio. I'm like a giant. I say, I say, it's me some strack. Kyle, if your man is cheating on you, let me open a ballet company with you because I'm on the board of two minor league baseball teams. I'll say, I'll say. Wow, I haven't done those Beverly. I haven't done Sutton's Beverly Hills voice in a while. 
Mm, old friends. So there's potentially something going on. We can only speculate, but here's the deal. Some people are like, don't put that energy out there. All you guys talking about this, don't put that out there. I understand that, right? I get it. I've been through a divorce. I get it. I totally get it. The only thing that I want to point out as we're adults is that she has chosen to be on a reality television series. This isn't even like she's like Meghan Markle in suits. She's on a reality television series that talks about her life. The unfortunate byproduct of these series is that it doesn't, when the season's over, we don't turn off. The the fan bases are so rabid that we don't just go away. We're like, see you in six months, Kyle. Like we don't do that. Everybody keeps paying attention. And nowadays, I mean, there are internet detectives. I'm not even good at this. That's why I was throwing you over to face reality 16 and these other accounts, because they're, they're doing the digging. They're doing like, they're doing the, the back breaking digital work to actually put these pieces together. But that's it is that the show continues. Just like I just talked about Vanderpump rules, just because the season's over doesn't mean we are not getting every fucking picture and video known to man of what they've shot already these last couple of days. It doesn't turn off. And that is the unfortunate byproduct of being a reality television star. Now, she's gotten so many amazing things from being a reality television star. Part of the reason I think Mauricio was able to split and make the agency so successful was a little bit on the back of, you know, Kyle's notoriety of being on a successful reality show. And that's not, I'm not even joking. I truly believe that does help. And it did help in a lot of these situations for these people. So you can't pick and choose cherry pick when you want to be able to use your celebrity and when you want to be able to use the show. And then when you don't want to share anything with the show and you can not share anything with the show. But like I said, the show is all consuming. The show is now 24 seven Bravo can choose whatever they want to do and whatever they want to show, but we're going to keep digging. We're going to keep talking about it. We're going to keep speculating. This isn't just with Bravo. This is with all fan bases. You know, like I, I have a, a, a friend that, you know, will give me stories and she will talk everything about Selena Gomez and Haley Bieber. And we'll always like, Oh, Selena Gomez uh, might've unfollowed Dua Lipa and all this, but Oh wait, she did actually refollow Dua Lipa. Like she goes into the minutia of these people that she is such huge fans of and she'll study every move they make. And that's how we are. Like the things that we love, we are, they're all consuming. So I understand that some of this stuff is dark, but we are going to talk about it. And their speculation, especially with pop culture figures, have always existed. You know, they used to exist mainly with, um, with uh, you know, pop singers and movie stars and TV stars. But now, you know, the invention of reality TV happened and then social media. There's so many different types of stars. And now these stars on social media, you know, their whole life is showing us in their own little TV shows that they put up on TikTok and social media, all of this, you know, all of this stuff. So everything is how open and potentially honest you can be or how you can control the narrative. Now, I hate when housewives use the word narrative and I hate when the Kardashians use the word narrative, but we're going to use it. We're allowed to use it. So there is speculation, but Kyle is so in control of that image. And I think she learned that from her family, Kathy Hilton being another one. And I think Kathy was very smart, even though I'll miss her on Beverly Hills, smart not to do Beverly Hills. So she has this friend, like we talk about it with Sophie in a bit. We were joking about that. Morgan Wade, who is a country music singer. Now, 
I'm a little confused about this. So I wanted to talk this out with you guys because I was searching Morgan and it seemed like she potentially was married at a certain point. And, and from all intents, I'm, I don't, this, it, it seems Kyle Richards became friends with this really talented country singer, Morgan Wade. I'm not a fan of country music, but I hear she's talented. We know Kyle loves country music, loves it. Um, and, uh, has a really strong friendship with this new person over the last year, which is amazing. And I also say that it is not unheard of for somebody to get really in a close friendship with somebody when another aspect of their life is not going that well. Does that mean that they are hooking up in a, in a, you know, in a, in a Melissa Etheridge come to my window type relationship? No, it doesn't mean that at all. And I do want to be very clear that it doesn't mean that at all. That's the part where it's like, I don't give a rip. And I think that is sometimes a, that seems a little far-fetched to think that she is potentially in this relationship with this female country singer. And uh, that's kind of, of course, weird to speculate. It's fun to joke about because it's fun to joke about because I think that's, you know, it would be interesting to have Freddie Mellencamp jealous about that of why not me, Kyle of not there's, I don't know. There's like certain things, but then I got information glorified gossip girl just posted this like an hour or so ago that I found very interesting about she, she posted this post and I guess Morgan Wade had an ex-girlfriend named Katie Cannon from the show temptation Island, which I read about. She was on with another guy, but then she has this video of, this Katie Cannon girl getting a tattoo with Morgan Wade back in the day. And uh, this, I want to play this clip of Katie Cannon talking about her ex and they're, they're, they're thinking this is, is Morgan Wade. I know this might be confusing for people. I'm just trying to walk us through this. So this is her Katie Cannon, supposedly Morgan Wade's ex-girlfriend talking about Morgan Wade at a show and talking about somebody that she didn't want to be at their show which some people are speculating was Kyle. So listen to this. So yesterday my ex was in town and um, played a show here. And I fucking knew that this certain person was going to be at her show. But yet I had to go and fucking look. Why? Why do we do that to ourselves? Why do I do that to myself? Why do I have to look? I went and looked, and of course, like, seeing that person at my ex's show, it fucking hurts. And it's been long enough, like, it's been way too long. Like, why do I still fucking care? It just hurts so bad, and I wanted to stop hurting, like... How do I make it stop? I've done the cord cutting meditations. I've done things. Okay, so that was that was supposedly Morgan Wade's ex, Katie Cannon, from Temptation Island. And she looks like she is going through it, you guys. Which I do want to make a point really quickly. I was talking about America a second ago. Is that I am one of those people, and I think hopefully a lot of us are like me, where I don't give up flip if you're gay if you're straight if you're bisexual i don't care as long as you are not a hateful outwardly hateful person love who you want to love and by the way her talking about her heartbreaking 
about her ex-girlfriend is just the same as me talking about my heartbreaking because of my ex-wife or me. And there's no difference. I see pain. I see exactly what that is. So I just want to put that out there as well. But also this girl could just be jealous of Kyle and Morgan's friendship. It might not be more than just a friendship, like an intense friendship, which would actually make sense for Kyle needing that if something really go is going on with Mauricio and her. Now, people are like, well, Kyle's posting with Mauricio and Aspen. That doesn't surprise me at all. They have a family. You know how long that they've been together? They've been together. They have kids together. And I do think also that there's a potential that I think there is something going on. That's just my pure speculation. I do think there is something going on. Do I think we'll ever know exactly what it is? No. Do I also think that if they are potentially separated or going through something, I don't think they, I think this is something that is potentially going to be um, fixed. I think they have such a long relationship. They have kids. They have so many things that I think they will eventually potentially reconcile. But I do think they still are going to keep up appearances. I do, but I, I think if you pay attention to any of Kyle's social media or anything like that, something is definitely up. So that is just my two cents. We talk about this more with Sophie, but we talk about it in a more of kind of a joking manner. Uh, so I wanted to kind of give that new information to you. Let me know what you guys think about this or if you've, because I guess there's tons of like TikTok videos on this. I was kind of like not paying that close of attention to it, but I do think this is fascinating. And I'm like, man, this would be amazing because it would give Kyle a storyline, but Kyle is not that kind of person that would ever want this to be her storyline. Kyle, I think keeps the most personal things, including her fights with Kim and Kathy really under lock and key. And you can tell sometimes that they rear their ugly head and that's like, Kyle's like, no. And I, you, you know, so I don't think this would ever come out in a way that would potentially be satisfying for us, the audience, which is so dark. But we always think that reality show real gold comes from true pain. We just saw that with Scandal, But it does. We got to be honest about that. That's what we like to watch. We also like to watch silly things like Shannon Bedore saying that she has a bony vagina on last week's Real Housewives of Orange County. Also equally, equally amazing. Okay, so I wanted to talk about that. So, okay. Woo. Getting warmed up here, you guys. Long show here. We did pump closing. Oh, you guys, if you're not on the Love Island train, what even is wrong with you? Love Island, I'm in! Love Island, you guys, is a UK dating reality competition series that they pretty much are in this villa uh, for like, what is it, 60 days or like over the summer. And I watched it for the first time last year where we had uh, two amazing winners, Ekansu and Davide, the Italian stallion. And unfortunately, when I was on the open seas, I did not want this to happen in international waters when I was in Canada, but it did. Ekansu and Davide, they were the winners and they broke up this past week. And Davide has this very strong Italian like accent, like actress, Ekansu, Eke, no. He, and he's just like a Greek god. He's like ripped and built. They broke up. I might read you his statement later in the week if we if we have time. It was beautiful. Uh, they broke up, so I don't know if love is real anymore, but they have a whole new cast of hot young people in this villa. They stay there. They kind of get voted in and out. There's like new people that enter the villa called bombshells that are trying to meant to turn heads because they'll like couple up and just the, 
you get it gets addictive at first you don't think you're going to be into it and then you get into it like a week and you're like wow I'm, i can't wait to find out what's happening with medi or what's going down with mitch and why why does no girls like mitch you guys if you're into it you know exactly what i'm talking about if you're not i'm potentially i'm not doing a great job explaining what makes it so addictive but it is and these are like <laughs> i was saying it's like i'm an old dude and i'm sitting there like listening to these young 20 year olds 23 year olds and i'm like these these kids know the secret to life man they get it they get and just their accents they're all from different areas and they're just so fun and then the verbiage they're like can i pull you for a chat yeah you know and all these guys it's the one thing that's unifying in all reality series and, and i would actually then just say life is that men we can't make up our minds we can't make they call they talk about being closed off of like will you will you you know be in a closed off relationship in the villa and the guys can never get officially closed off they're like well i'm still open you know if a bombshell comes in i still want to talk to him it is so hysterical and you the girls will always like just let this shit happen to them when you're like yeah, no, Nicola, he's never going to close himself off. He's always going to be playing the long game. He's always going to like be, he's going to, his head's going to turn when a new bombshell comes in. People are crazy. It's so odd. It's such a, I love this series so much. They just uh, kicked off Medi, who, oh, Medi is just a trip, you guys. He's a French dude. And they're all good looking, but he's a French dude. But he, like everybody's like looking to snog and ki- snog is like making out. They call it a snog. Yeah, you have a snog. Yeah, did you get a little snog? They um Medi was uh with this girl and like they bare like finally kissed her just like last week or something. Medi, like I'm Medi just did not it was weird. I, I don't know. I'll get into Medi at another time. It's I just I just wanted to just talk to you about how much I love Love Island, right? I love it. And I hope some of you guys out there love it. Maybe it's too late in the season to get we're we're probably probably like 30% through this season, but it's every night. It's five nights a week plus they have an after show. You got to really it's it's it, it's not for the it's not for the week of heart reality show viewers, it's for the experienced reality show viewer. You got to really know what you're doing because you are putting an effort. And that's why Ariana had that line in um, Vanderpump Rules this past season of like, we're telling with like, I don't want to watch Love Island, dude, six new episodes. And I was like, yeah, of course Sandoval doesn't because he can't really, he's not good with commitment, but it is, it's a commitment. You have to be there. You got to catch up. Sometimes you miss an episode. You got to watch two in a row, but it, it pays off in dividends. And I think it is just a magical show. Oh my God. I'm just looking at myself. If you're watching YouTube, I'm so tired. I have not, even though I was just like laying around eating fat all week, my beard's why, Oh, I'm just falling apart. You guys, Woo! loving it, living the dream. So love Island highly recommend. We talked about the other two with Sophie as well. I wanted to talk about the, I finally got to watch the finale. It's the series finale, not even the season. They're ending the whole series. If you haven't seen the other two, it's created by Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. It's on Max, what used to be called HBO Max. And now it's called Max because corporations are fucking stupid. The finale was 45 minutes, which I was all psyched about. It's one of the funniest shows, but it's got a good heart, uh, even though it supposedly has a lot of uh, drama in the writer's room with the creators. But uh, it was very, uh, did you guys watch it? The fans of it, it was very dark and sad. And there were funny moments, but it wasn't the laugh out loud, riotous 
you know, half hour that the other two usually is. And I was very, it was very emotional and deep and, and I was just not prepared for that. But did you guys like it? If you did, let me know in the comments. Um, also below deck sailing yacht. I finally got to catch up on this Gary, this Gary, he's a sly devil and I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. This Gary hates it that Daisy is now into Colin, the engineer, the chief engineer. And Colin just seems like a good all-around guy. But even Colin wakes up in this past episode last week and saying, I can't trust, I don't know if I can trust Gary. And I know that sounds like not him, but he, he's even realizing, because Gary's been his friend all these years on the, on the sailing yacht boat. And this, this Gary is just addicted to attention. He's just addicted. And he's also hooking up with Mads on the boat. He's not even just jealous about the day. He's fully having sex with another girl on the boat, but he's still in there trying to kiss Daisy, even though he knows Daisy's got a thing for Colin now. By the way, this is the clip of the show I want everybody to pull just to play for my past teachers, you know, people that don't know what I'm doing now. It's like, oh, Ryan's not well. Ryan is not well. Got it. Anyways, Below Deck Sailing Yacht, highly recommend. I wish more people were watching it because I love it, but I'm getting excited for Below Deck Australia. Uh, or below deck down under with uh, Aisha, Aisha and Captain Jason. I can't wait for that to come back. We got Welcome to Crappy Lake with Sonia and Luann coming back next week. We got the week after that, uh, Real Housewives of New York, the season premiere of that, of the new reboot. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to somebody from that show on this show. Um, let's see here. Real Housewives of Orange County, we're going to do on... Tuesday's episode. I can't wait to recap that. I think we're going to be recapping the entire season. It's been a lot of fun. I recapped last the week before his episode on the pod. So check that out if you haven't. Uh, in movie news, uh, so there was a new Indiana Jones movie that came out uh this weekend. Indiana Jones was a seminal movie in my life as a kid. Harrison Ford uh just kills it in the role of the titular Indiana Jones. There's been five films. Now they are considering this a box office bomb with a $60 million domestic opening. And you're like $60 million is a lot of money, but not according to a movie because they're now used to like these Marvel movies making like a billion or $2 billion in like the opening weekend. That's not true, but a lot of money. So $60 million is not considered a box office smash. And I, you know, have been on the open seas, but I, I was wanting to talk to you guys about pop culture in general and where we're at with the movies and where we really go with movies, you know, our fandoms. And I know I'm of a certain age where these characters, like we had Michael Keaton as Batman and the flash movie with Ezra Miller, which I'll do a story about Ezra Miller later this week. They had a, uh, a statement because they got some charges dropped, which, um, uh, this Ezra, Ezra Miller piece of work, this dude, this person. Um, so Michael Keaton was in the flash movie that tanked a couple weeks ago. Now Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones, this iconic movie character, this came out $60 million. It tanked. And I started to worry. And I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago of, you know, these, these figures, even star Wars, a little bit star Wars, when they rebooted or, or added on to the, the franchise, started like, you know, eight or nine years ago when they, you know, brought back Luke and Princess Leia and Han Solo, you know, this nostalgia, nostalgia is so important to me, but then you realize nostalgia only matters to the people that were there the first time, you know, that sometimes newer audiences, they don't give a fuck about Indiana Jones. And I, 
I w- had a, I had a long argument with myself about this in Alaska on the ship because I was like, why don't they care? I care so much. Why don't they care? Why don't why don't more people care that Michael Keaton came back as Batman? Why don't they care? And then I was like, well, the one example where people did care was last year with Top Gun Maverick. That now that was made a ton of money. Tom Cruise playing the Maverick, the titular character Maverick, and everybody loved it. Everybody was like, oh my God, I even got nominated for Academy Awards. Now I then thought about this, and that of course was because it was a different time too. It was like that was the movie that kind of brought everybody, you know, it's okay to go to the theaters again. Like this is big budget blockbuster movies. That's what we were based around. We're like summer blockbusters. And we lost that. We lost our way a little bit because of the pandemic. And then you have Top Gun that shows you, okay, big movies can happen again. And it was a good movie. It was well done, right? But I think if Top Gun came out now, if it came out this week, it wouldn't nearly have be as successful. It would still be a great movie, but I don't think it would be nearly as successful because there was this element of come back to the movies. It's safe again. We can do this. You know, I always think entertainment as America has grown older has been our greatest export. You know, it's one of the, the, our finest achievements is what we do in art, what we do with our music, what we do with our movies, what we do with our TV. That's one of the greatest things that America uh, you know, has done so amazingly well at, you know, what we've produced in terms of art. And it is, I'm very territorial about it because you'll see other cinema like China and things like that. As their cinemas get bigger, you're like, we got to stay in this game. It's what we, we do so well. But it scares me when these movies don't do as well because, you know, you also then face your own mortality that you're getting older and, you know, that you're like, wait, kids don't give a shit if Indiana Jones has a whip. They want people to have like laser guns. It's like, what? You know, you're like, wait, why? I love that shit. And you're like, you mean I'm not going to see like another Knight Rider reboot or I'm not going to see, you know, like I'm not going to see all these things that I was doing nostalgic from my childhood that made me feel so good. Even though I hated those Transformers movies. Stop making the Transformers movie. I think Transformers sucks. Transformers suck my D. I do not like those Transformers movies. Bad, bad, bad. I think it was also because my parents couldn't afford Transformers for me. So I got GoBots. You remember GoBots? They were like the redheaded stepchild of like Transformer toys, GoBots. Um, so I wanted to bring that up because I was just like, oh, and then it takes, because uh, I, I owe myself a date at the movies where like, I want to see the Flash movie, even though not a big fan of Ezra Miller, like I said, but I want to see Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton is Batman as a kid. That was like, and as a kid, I also wanted to be Michael Keaton as an actor. That was like my dream. Oh, I loved him. I wanted to be a cross between him and Tom Hanks, which I wrote a paper one time on comparing Michael Keaton and Tom Hanks to the bands REM and U2. Cause I thought they had very similar careers because Michael, like Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton and Tom Hanks started off the same way in the eighties. And they were both wildly funny in these kind of subversive roles. Michael Keaton started a movie called night shift directed by Ron Howard, where he played uh, like a person that worked at a morgue with Henry Winkler. And they ended up opening a prostitution business. Sounds weird, but really funny movie. And Tom Hanks came in there with was like bachelor party or something kind of like super like weird, but they were both funny dudes. And then they got a little like kind of success. Tom Hanks was in big Michael Keaton was Batman. And then they both kind of like faltered a little bit. Tom Hanks was doing like kind of movies that didn't do well, like bonfire, the vanities, a string of like dragnet Turner and Hooch, even though Turner and Hooch is a classic. Michael Keaton took Batman then tried to get serious. He did a movie called clean and sober. He did all of these like kind of experimental, more dramatic roles. 
And uh, I then Tom Hanks all of a sudden shot up out of nowhere and had just the 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 career of a lifetime all of a sudden with back to back Philadelphia, Forrest Gump, Apollo 13, all of a sudden came out of nowhere and just blew the roof off the joint. Like just blew, like just just had this career revival that nobody had expected. And Tom Hanks became a juggernaut where Michael Keaton kind of stayed back again. And I always thought that the same thing at U2 and REM as bands. Like U2 just went for superstardom. And REM, out of time, that album with Losing My Religion, like U2 and REM were even in terms of popularity. And then REM kind of like kept producing great albums, but just not as didn't have the public's attention like U2's albums did. U2 was doing the stadium tours at that point. Um, But then of course, Michael Keaton came back and had this huge career resurgence with Birdman and all, you know, just what an amazing, amazing actor. But I always compared those kind of two juggernauts of like REM, U2, Michael Keaton, Tom Hanks. That was just a little bit of a detour. I hope that's all right. Uh, That's what we do here. But I don't know. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about where we go with movies because movies, they have to be these kind of big blockbuster Marvel movies or, you know, the independent film that'll kind of catch fire here and there if they're lucky. That's why the Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings, that came out two weeks ago was very important. And it did really well because it was just a mid-range budget comedy. Not, you know, it's just like supposedly a really just decent, good, funny movie. And we need more of those movies to actually succeed so we can have more of those type of movies. We need that. But just like with blockbusters, though, where do we go with blockbusters? Where do we do? What do we do? If these old things that have brand recognition, because Indiana Jones is a brand, Michael Keaton is Batman, that's a brand. If these things don't work, where do we go? And Hollywood, I don't know if you've noticed, like a lot of things, they will never want to really think of new ideas because new is scary. New is scary. They want to think about they want to think about things that were already proven successful because that's safe. Playing it safe. Tap into that nostalgia. Now, if Hollywood was like then producing just these amazing new things, I don't think I would be as worried, but sometimes I don't feel like we are. I feel like the new things has gone on to places like here, like YouTube or like podcasting or TikTok. You know, everybody has a movie studio in their hands now. They can, you guys can make a movie today. It'll probably be really shitty, but you can make one with your cell phone today. And the auteurs of the 70s and the 80s, they did not have that. And I think we are at a real weird um, inflection point in cinema in pop culture, you know, is that where do we go from here? Because, you know, there's only a certain type of movie that seems to make money these days. And I do also feel like we have Vanderpump exhaustion. We have superhero exhaustion. Is that so, you know, you miss one of these Marvel TV shows or movies. You feel like you're behind all of a sudden. Then it feels like homework. Then it feels unenjoyable. And then you're like, wait, I got to watch these 30 films and 8 billion series to catch up to this Ant-Man movie. Are you kidding me? Which, by the way, Kendrick uh, Kendrick uh, from Reality and Comics 2, he does a great podcast. I love Kendrick. Uh, he does a lot talking about, I believe, comic books and comic book movies, but also Housewives and, and I think Love Island. He did a Love Island post the other day that I loved. So just wanted to get that off my chest really quickly. Um, also, talking about nostalgia, I was reminded of... I used to be a huge Beverly Hills 90210 fan as a kid. Not the reboot, not the reboot. Uh, I'm talking about OG 90210, Jason Priestley, Luke Perry, rest in peace, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, Gabrielle Carteris, Shannon Doherty, James Eckhouse. Uh, I believe he played the the father, Jim. Was it Jim, Jim, Jim Eckhouse? Yeah. Cindy Potter. Was that the, 
the mom's name and then Joey Tata played Nat from the Peach Pit. But um, I was reminded of how batshit 90210 got because it was one of the only series that like was a high school, uh, you know, talking about high school kids. But then it actually continued on into college and then in college, like all this crazy shit happened. And then all of a sudden, like Brandon and Steve opened up like a newspaper that like started winning awards. And then the Peach Pit uh, that Nat ran, all of a sudden they had a nightclub in the back called Peach Pit After Dark. There was so many batshit storylines on that show. But as a kid, I would just eat that shit up. I'd be like, what? Because I wasn't old enough to drink or do any of that shit they were doing. I thought it was the coolest thing. They all had these sideburns, which I grew sideburns. And Brandon like saved up his money from working at the Beverly Hills Beach Club that was nowhere near Beverly Hills to like buy a Mustang, his old Stang. And uh, it was just so I, I rewatched a couple of episodes. Um when on Saturday, when I hit hit dry land, because I there are there episodes, certain seasons are on Amazon Prime and Hulu, and there was a season where Kelly Taylor, Jenny Garth, which by the way, I was reminded Jenny Garth was one of my first crushes. Michelle Pfeiffer, Jenny Garth, Jenny Garth thought she was the hottest. And by the way, I wonder if I could get Jenny Garth on this show just to throw compliments at her because I was had such a crush on her as Kelly Taylor. But there was the one season where they were the Steve was throwing a house party to make money with Casper Van Dien, the actor, and um, and uh, what's her name from Saved by the Bell that was on as Valerie. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers... First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T R Y F I R S T L E A F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. 
And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. And they were doing it on the cheap, so there was like an electrical issue. And Kelly Taylor was in the bathroom with this... It turns out David Silver, Brian Austin Green, who then went on to marry Megan Fox and now not with Megan Fox, he put it, it was before the web. So it was like just web pages and he was like a tech nerd. And so he put the flyer for the house party on like the, the forum for lesbians, I guess, and then realized and like took it off, but it's still, so mainly a bunch of lesbians showed up. I know this sounds like I'm making it up. sounds like I'm insane. I am, but I'm not making it up. All these lesbians showed up. I don't know why I'm whispering. All these lesbians showed up. I'm not, there's nothing to do with Kyle. And um, they showed up to the party. It was like 10 bucks a pop. And they're like, hey, let's party. Anyways, this one girl and this couple comes in and like the one's kind of jealous at the other. Anytime this girl looks at anybody else's way. Anyways, the bathroom upstairs is full. So Kelly's like, I know the people that run this place. I'll take you, take you to a secret bathroom downstairs. And so she takes the lesbian girl and they're like talking and they wind up in this like old screening room, which the show is done so cheap. It's like, oh, this beautiful old screening room. And you only see like red curtains because they're doing it on the cheap. And uh, you don't notice those things as a kid. You're just you're just taken away by the magic of 90210. And then now I'm watching it older. I'm like, oh yeah, they don't even show the screening room. They're just red curtains. I could be anywhere. But anyways, it's a fire, like a soundproof room. And then like the short circuits break, raging fire. Ray, who is Donna Martin, um, you know, Tori Spelling's boyfriend, Ray then turned out to be an abuser in another season. Remember Ray? Ray Pruitt from the wrong side of the tracks. You know what I'm talking about. Anyways, everybody gets out, but they don't know where like Kelly and this girl is like, he's like, my girlfriend's in there. The jealous one girlfriend. And then they, they can't find her. They're locked in the screening room. They're in this bathroom and they think they're going to die together. And <laughs> they don't die together. But the, the, the friend, the Kelly's new friend that she took a shit with, uh, ends up being burnt to a crisp, like, but still is still alive. Kelly only just has some burns on her ear area and her shoulder. But Brandon, her boyfriend at the time, Jason Priestley, he's out making out with Emily Valentine, the girl from the wrong side of the tracks from like the first season. Remember Emily, Emily Valentine? 
They did the street drug euphoria, which is a made up drug. But at the time I didn't know that. So I'd always be like, do you guys have euphoria when I, anyways, um, she's, he's making out with his Emily Valentine and uh, cheating on his girlfriend. And he, he, he's, you know, his girlfriend's almost died in a blaze. Anyways, the next day they're at the hospital. She's burnt to the, the, the girls burnt to a crisp, but you can see her eyes. She's like, like the mummy. And he's like, she's going to need multiple skin grabs. Like she looks like a Kelly's just got like a tiny burn on her ear. It's really unfair. And then that girl that's burnt to a crisp ends up falling in love with Kelly. And then the next season, do you remember that next season where she, Kelly befriends a runaway that then becomes obsessed with her like single white female and cuts her hair like Kelly and like kidnaps her with a gun. Do you remember Beverly Hills 90210 is the shit. And I forgot how fucking insane it was the, I was watching this shit every week. My parents were letting me watch it. I like, now I think about, it, I'm like, this is insane. I think about how insane the world is now. And then I'm like, go back and watch. I'm like, Oh my God, wait, the world's always been insane. No other show was doing it like 90210 period. Don't don't hit me with your Melrose Place bullshit. It just no nine hundred two and zero is the shit, and we need to go back and rewatch episodes of nine hundred two and zero. And this Steve Sanders, this like his little yellow curly hair. I always like I always pray like because I have curly hair, and I was like, oh, just don't, just don't tighten as much as Steve Sanders' curly hair. Ian Zeering. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to share that joy with you because it was one of those things where I was like, I wonder if this holds up, and it held up. I mean, it was still so bad it's good, but it held up. I was, it was nostalgia and it's like, but it was hysterical. I was loving it. Oh, so, so good. Okay. Oh, I got so many other things to talk to you guys, but this has already gone on way too long, but I've been away a while. Okay. I do want to talk about um, the, the Smith family. I wanted to bring this up because I read this quote while I was gone or this article and I was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Now, I read a New York Post. This is the headline. Jaden Smith says, my mom introduced me to psychedelic drugs. And he goes on to say uh, he appeared at the Psychedelic Science Conference, which a friend on Instagram is going to try to get me because she was there. And I was like, can you get me a speech? And she thinks she can get it. So hopefully if she gets it, maybe I'll, I'll take a couple clips. Um, he was speaking at the psychedelic science conference, which I'm like, yeah, let's go. I love psychedelics. That's amazing. But he says, I think it was my mom actually, that was really the first one to make that step for the family. He went on. It was just for her. It was just her for a really, really long time. And then eventually it just trickled and evolved and everybody found it in their own ways. Talking about psychedelics. Could you imagine my mom, Becky Bailey, getting me on mushrooms? Now, listen, I think mushrooms are amazing. I have nothing bad to say about mushrooms. I, nothing. And I don't even know if I'm a, what I'm a, but nothing bad to say about them. But I will say, I'm eh, trying to choose my words carefully. That's a very interesting family, right? We've said that so many, we've said it so many times, but Jaden and, and, uh, the other, uh, I whip my hair back and forth, you know, the fan though. I've always thought you ever read something and you're like, Oh, this explains everything. This explains everything. Um, but Jaden went on to say, well, actually, uh, the oh, says, 
Siblings can argue so much and fight so much, and Lord knows me and my siblings have done so much of that in the past, but the level of love and empathy that I can feel for them inside of the experiences and outside of the experiences has been something that's profound and beautiful. I think he's talking about being on mushrooms with them. It will actually help us to open up our minds to get out of the old ways of thinking that got us into a lot of these arguments and open it up so that it just releases and makes room for you to work it out and massage it out until it's completely gone. He's talking about doing the mushrooms with the family. And I was like, holy shit. Like on a fundamental level, he's kind of right. Mushrooms do make you think differently. It can actually like open up certain universal truth to yourself, helps you think in a different way. It also makes you feel really full and weird, uh, but also cool. But I will say, I don't know if I'd ever want to do it with my family. And it could be a really beautiful experience, but sometimes there's beautiful experiences with your family that you don't want to have. You're like, you know what? I don't think I do need that beautiful experience of doing mushrooms with my mom. I don't think I need it. I've had many other beautiful experiences. I'm sure it'd be magical, but also my mom would probably be freaking out the whole time. Like, what the fuck is going on? My mom does not like giving up control. So that would just be bad. But also it makes so, because I, I, there have been so many times I've turned to just strangers on the street to be like, come on, those Smith kids, they're, something's going on. They're, they're on something. And now I realize they probably just did mushrooms at a very young age and it has made them very different. Like there, I've read interviews with Jaden Smith where I've been like, what is this kid talking about? What? Like, you know, the self-seriousness. And then, I mean, it's amazing on one level and hysterical on another, but I just thought, I needed to share that with you. I was like, this guy, this kid is definitely on something. And now we know it's mushrooms provided by his wife, G.I. Jane herself, Jada Pink Smith. Chris Rock better not make any kind of joke about this as well. Uh, also, my last pop culture of the story of the day before we get to Sophie. Remember, once again, there are time fans. So if you want to skip ahead, you could have skipped ahead. Why are you angry at me? Jeez. Um, this Taylor Swift, you hear about her? She's you know, doing this big tour that's brought in literally a gazillion dollars. Move over, Indiana Jones. It's all Taylor Swift all the time. You, you know, everybody's like, oh, Taylor Swift can do no wrong. She, you know, she was with Maddie Healy potentially for a little bit from the 1975s, kind of a bad boy, a little Ray Pruitt from 90210 himself from the wrong side of the tracks. But then, you know, she's everybody's princess, right? But now a story comes out today where I'm like, Oh shit, dude. This she's a monster. It's a monster. It's gonna get canceled immediately. This is an article in the New York Post as well. Taylor Swift has racked up thousands in fines over trash outside New York City home. And I was like, oh my god, Maddie Healy's out front of Taylor Swift. No, no, no. This this article says. Taylor Swift has got some bad blood with the city's sanitation department. Since purchasing a three-story townhouse at one... They fucking put her address right... That's not right. New York Post, that's true. Don't put her... Okay, write that down, Ryan. If When you go to New York, you got to visit this one. Anyways, it's in Tribeca. She bought it for $18 million. Swift has been ticketed 32 times totaling $3,010 for failing to keep the sidewalks in front of her building clean. According to city records, she's a monster. How do you, you're sending all your kids to this show? You can't even pick up in front of her $18 million pad. Okay. But don't, don't freak out. She's worth an estimated $570 million. So, uh, so she's going to be okay to pay the fine. That'd be great if she does. She's like, I refuse to pay it. Um, but she did shake off the $200 in penalties, I guess. So that's good. But this thing, it's like, I guess you have to keep, if you have an $18 million pace, you have to keep the sidewalk in front, uh, clean. And it's been a dirty sidewalk and she's been improperly disposing of garbage 
Over the years, the unsightly stream of grime has included piles of newspapers, bottles, and cardboard, napkins and wrappers, and scattered ashtray contents, and a cigarette carton, according to the summons, and used condoms. Okay, I made up the used condoms, but everything else was true. Could you imagine? It's a bunch of used condoms, like Taylor's just throwing out used condoms. You'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. You're being safe. But at the same time, it's unsanitary. No. But also what I was thinking, I was like, don't you think that's just freak show fans that are just showing up and just throwing shit there? Because like people like the New York Post literally post her address in the article. Like, I don't think this is Taylor just throwing out cigarette cartons. I think it's just like fans just throwing shit and, you know, it's a dirty, I don't know. And then they have a picture of a coffee cup just laying outside of her. <laughs> so funny. Oh my God. Anyways, uh, that's important news that I needed you guys to know. And there's so many other stories that I haven't covered. Let us know in the comments what you want us to cover this week. We got tons of stuff. We got tons of interviews coming out. I'm talking to somebody pretty interesting this week that I can't wait for you guys to hear. And uh, that's it. And now uh, coming up, if you're watching this on YouTube, it's a different video that's already out. But if not, you got Sophie Ross. You got one of the best in the biz coming at you right now. And I will talk to you on Tuesday with the Real Housewives of Orange County recap. It's great to be back, you guys. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Uh, I've been gone for a week. It feels like a month. Um, and, and so I don't even know if I know how to do this anymore. But thankfully, I have a professional with me. We called in the big guns. It's a pop culture roundup. I think this is a holiday week. I'm pretty sure people have Monday off, but I, I don't really know. We'll, we'll ask our, our very special guest. So let's just jump into it because there's so much stuff that we need to talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, the co-host of the pop culture roundup, Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the show. Hi, how was your your vacay, Ryan? Uh, Alaska was so beautiful from a cruise ship. I just there's not a strong Wi-Fi signal on the 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 great white ocean, the, the big ocean, and that was very frustrating. So I am I've spent the last six hours watching TV and reading. Like I could get like a Wi-Fi signal here and there, but it was so frustrating that it made you put your phone down. And I, I don't like being forced to do that. So even though it was, it was, it was really wonderful. I'm so that thankful that really healthy. That sounds really oh, healthy. Oh, stop with the health stuff. I don't need to be healthy. This is not the health phase of my life. I was no. touching. You finally touched grass. Yes, yeah, I went out. Thank you, Elon Musk. We'll talk about that in a second too. No, I it was it was. I, I'm so thankful that my mom was able to go. I mean, like, there's so much I'm thankful for. That was the only complaint is that. W not being able to catch up on the shows and all that shit that I usually do. And I truly miss doing this to the point where I'm like, Oh, this is like, this is what an addiction feels like. This is not yeah. good. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're back at the yeah. Jersey shore this week, right? Yes. I actually got a lot of, I got a little bit burnt this weekend. Um, you got a lot of sun. Good for you. Yeah. I got some sun. It's been nice. It actually was supposed to rain all weekend and then it ended up being sunny. So got lucky and yeah, I, I have to work. I have to work on m Monday, the third. So I'm just working. I work remotely. So, but how yeah, close so are you Monday off? It's so silly. How close are you to the shore store with the Jersey shore where they sold the t-shirts? Wait, I actually don't know where in Jersey they were actually now that I think about it, because I've been like, I've been to several different areas of the Jersey Shore, and I never really know. There's so many towns. There are like, if you know anyone from Jersey, make fun of them for like <laughs> the hundreds of towns there are, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's from the town over." 
Uh, we're back. We're. I can't wait to get the comments from. I'm from this town in Jersey. How dare you? So many towns. Say I, I always say that. I'm like, there are so many freaking towns. Like in Ohio, for instance, it's like you're either from Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton. Yeah. Maybe some yeah. suburbs, or like there's a few small towns you can be from, but mostly everyone is from like the suburbs of like you know the big cities, for the most but part. Jersey's ev- Jersey's everything. Um, okay. So I, this last week, I I'm just catching up on everything. And Sophie, did, were you aware? I just found this out. Tom Sandoval cheated on Ariana with Raquel. Did you, were you aware of this? Um, wait, this is news to me. This is news. No, no, no. Um, li- li- I, I don't know where to start, but I guess let's start with something that I was just fascinated with. I've been hearing rumors. In fact, right before I left, like a week and a half ago, I put out an episode saying I was starting to hear rumors about Kyle Richards and Mauricio Umansky, uh, you know, owner of the agency uh, Empire. Supposedly, there are these stories. Face Reality 16, the Instagram uh, account that I love, she posted all of these stories. There's these kind of rumors that Mauricio and Kyle aren't doing well. And Kyle has a very special woman friend named Morgan Wade, who is a country singer that she is spending so much time with. Have you heard about this? Oh, God, I'm trying not to touch my hair. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> viewers. I'm so sorry. I just recently got it cut. Oh, I, I told you somebody told me I molest my face last week. And I, I'm sorry, I love I'm it. I'm molesting my hair. I know I'm molesting my hair. I'm sorry. Um, yes. So like, I swear they're making up country stars. Like who is Morgan Lane? Morgan Wade. Morgan Wade. See, Morgan this, I, Wade. Country music is a huge blind spot unless it's Garth Me Brooks too. or Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves, the love. But Morgan I Wade. Admit I'm the same. I'm sorry. Everyone who loves country, I'm sorry. Kyle loves a country singer and she loves Casey Musgraves. But now this Morgan Wade is on the map and they're hanging out all the time. She's all tatted up. Like, is this potentially, I know this is like, if you guys haven't heard of this, this might be shocking. Is this Kyle Richards like G flip or Che Diaz is Kyle Richards having a summer of exploration for herself? Is she craving her some Che? Are you craving some Morgan Wade? Hey, <laughs> just craving me some Morgan Wade. Craving me some Morg. Um, <laughs> honestly, I would love that for her. I would love that for us, the viewers. Um, I would love that for Mauricio even because, you know, everyone says that's what he does on the side is just hook up with girls that are this has been Kyle. for years i remember that rumor years. for like seven or eight years now right. and, and never I, the way that it's never seriously made it to the show there was that one moment where someone brought it up who brought it up lisa was it was it, <laughs> it was when they were like in the kitchen and it was in front of little portia and she obviously said it as like a joke kind of like, oh, is this the, is this the girl Mauricio's been seen with in the tabloids? Wait, and she, and oh, oh, wait, are you wait, are you in PK's voice? I thought you said Rinna. I was like, why are you giving Rinna? No, Lisa, did I say Rinna? I meant Vanderpump. I, you probably did. I'm Lisa Vanderpump. Um, like, oh, Nicolaine, this is what we're doing. Right. Oh, no. You guys know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. she brought it up as a joke that there have been some tabloid rumors about Mauricio being seen with other women. But it never, and Kyle got really upset and was like, don't say that in front of my daughter. But the reality is she probably was like, don't say that in front of the cameras. 
So, like, it's never made it to the show, but it's been such a long-standing rumor that, like, Mauricio probably wants to be single, too. Well, so, like, I will say that, well, I will say this. If Mauricio, if it, if he was caught cheating, she has a, she is, she has the right to do whatever she damn well wants. And right. I also, this blew me away. Everybody keeps saying this. What if that, that psychic from, like, the first season of he'll never emotionally fulfill you what was it, Allison Dubois? What if it was because yeah. Kyle is more wants to dip into the lady pond, and the psychic knew from the very beginning that only a lady could she emotionally right. satisfy? She was right. I mean, everyone, you know, we all believed her. She said some awful things, but um, you know, we believed her. Also, Allison right. Dubois really like she saw the vaping culture. Like she was vaping before anybody else before was vaping. Anyone was this was like back in like 2007 or something. Yeah, I mean, like she what like she really did see the future even back then. Yeah. Right. Um, she did. So, but, she did. Uh Face Reality 16 has all of these like Instagram stories that can kind of piece because like she was even saying Kyle and this girl have matching heart tattoos and there's like all of these rings and Kyle, of course, somebody said, Oh, this is just a cover up. Cause Kyle doesn't want to admit that she's on Ozempic because she lost all the weight. She's not drinking anymore. And this Morgan Wade, a country singer, she's sober. And then this country singer, Morgan Wade and Kyle did an Instagram live with, with Kathy uh, this week as well. So this Morgan Wade knows all the family. The other weird thing is, how upset do you think Freddie Mellencamp is that Kyle didn't choose her? And how quick do you think <laughs> Freddie Mellencamp, Freddie Mellencamp is going to be like, sorry, Edwin uh, or Edward, like Edwin, I got to go find a lady to copy Kyle now. Oh my God. She copies everything Kyle does. You know, she does. That's probably what she'll end up doing. Do you That's, really care though? We'll see. We'll see. I don't like, I want Kyle to be happy. I don't care in the sense that like, I think everybody is potentially, you know, very can be very fluid sexually. So that part doesn't even like I don't even have an issue with that. I, I'm more upset for the kids. I think the kids would probably take this very hard. Well, like, OK, maybe. But also, like, just in general, when has there ever been a storyline about Kyle's personal life? I guess besides the relationship that she has with her sisters. But in terms of like her marriage or something you know what i mean like no she keeps this it so so good for the show this has scandal potential oh not like it... the scandal i mean i don't i don't know i just think that this could be a ratings i mean in like the terms of this could be a ratings juggernaut for roba <laughs> and i know that they need it <laughs> i'm so sorry you guys i got i'm i'm so sorry for what i'm about to say but if I had a scene of Morgan Wade finger blasting Kyle Richards, I would, I would, I would, I would give my whole life to Bravo. I have already given most of my life. I'd give the rest of my life to Bravo. If I could get a Che Diaz Miranda pool scene where like geez, they're hovering over each other in the pool. I, that's all I want as a Bravo viewer. I don't want an Erica Jane redemption oh season. I, I don't want an Erica Jane redemption scene. season. I want, I want that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that hopefully. No, we need and, like a bathtub scene, like a Tamara bathtub scene. <laughs> Tamara Eddie, a Tamara. <laughs> Wait, by the way, do you think Morgan Wade turns on her own country by the music? Way, my my boyfriend just brought me a frozen. Oh, no. oh I'm so yeah. sorry. He always he, did. He just come in at the like me yeah, talking about Shay Diaz. I'm so he's like that creep. Oh my god. 
Wait, you're drinking frozen margs on a like that sounds like a really nice Sunday. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm treating it like it's like a weekend for me, even though I have to work tomorrow. Like a weekend night. We're this yeah. is Sunday night, by the way. In case you don't know like the mechanics behind the scenes. Yeah. You guys don't yeah. understand podcasting because you just see it on and just like that, where they go into a fancy <laughs> studio and, and they take live callers. Take live callers. <laughs> and then they oh do and then and they then do if a you uh, if you don't do one podcast read, then your whole podcast gets <laughs> canceled and everyone has to pack up and go home and everyone loses their job and that's it. She's talking about the second season of and just like that. We're three episodes in on the second episode. Carrie, you know, she's a podcaster and we do, you know, podcasting commercials if you're lucky to get them. And a lot of them can involve like, you know, adult toys or things about women's private parts. And Carrie just can't make it work for her because she's so highfalutin in her own head. But isn't sex, isn't her whole thing is that character writing about sex? How how the hell could she not do a commercial about her private parts? How was that so foreign to her? That's what I really didn't understand. Like, I mean, there are a million things about this season, though, that are like, who is this character? Like, that, I feel like, was very just not, maybe Charlotte, but, like, Carrie Bradshaw all of a sudden is like, I can't talk about that. Like, what? So there's that. And then also, like, who is Miranda? Like, who is this Miranda? What happened to Miranda Hobbs? No, this comes out later in the season. Is this Miranda is AI? This is an AI Miranda that doesn't no, actually exist in real life. The there's gonna be a scene at the end of the season. It's like I'm the real Miranda. That's the alien. And the alien's like, I no, I'm the real Miranda. <laughs> I love when things would just go that far off the rails where you're like, when they introduced the alien, I thought rate, it was weird though, at first. At this rate, though, anything is possible. Like, this show is so <laughs> ridiculous, but obviously, I can't stop Whoa, watching. I was, I'll never stop watching this. I'll never. No, I, I want to keep going forever. Never. And you know, it's funny. Like, someone was asking me, like, one of my boyfriend's, like, relatives was like, oh, I love Sex in the City. Like, is the reboot good? And I'm like, it's not good, but, like, you yeah. should still watch it. <laughs> like, yeah. how do you describe that? Well, I was, dude, and the fact they have Tony Danza, you guys, as Che Diaz's father, or plays Che Diaz's father on the sitcom of che, che Diaz's life because it's very meta and it's called Che Pasa. And Tony Danza, of course, for us 80s kids, it's like, who's the boss? It's like, oh, hey, oh, Samantha, Jonathan, how you doing? And now he's playing uh, Che. He's like, Che, I don't care who you is, I don't care. I don't care what we got to call you. All I know is you're somebody I love. It, it's so good. It's so good. I know. It's so funny. And like the part where, so if you haven't watched it yet, how, and you've managed to watch it, Ryan, right? I've, man, I've, I've managed. I watched t- the first two episodes before I got on the boat. And then I just yeah. watched the third one today. I love how like you still, you like just are getting back internet back. But like, of course, you managed to squeeze in. I'm, I'm close to caught up. I think yes. I'm close. Yeah. You were craving you some Che. I don't blame How, you. You guys, one of the first episodes, Che and, che and Miranda are making love in a pool, and the only thing that it was like. Che is like a little bit thicker like I am. So I was disgusted because I was like, that's probably how I would look in a pool, like trying to hook up with a girl, like just really thick backed. And I was like, ooh, gross. I was like, oh, gross. And then, and then there's a scene where Miranda's putting on like all, like all these leather strap-ons. And I was just like, 
this is heaven. This is just so good. It is so good. Oh my God. But like what, what frustrates me about Miranda, I don't, I truly don't understand all like people hate JDS. I'm like, I don't hate JDS. No. I just think they are easy to make fun of because of the yeah. weird things they say. Like I've done a ton of weed, Miranda. Like, are we not remembering that? Like, it's not, it's nothing. I don't hate Che. What I do hate is how they've written Miranda. Like, the idea that she wouldn't know how to put her phone on silent. Like, that, what yeah. happens with the really street smart, like, quick thinking, badass lawyer, Miranda? No, I, like, this who is, is exactly this? what I said about Carrie when the first season. It's like all of these characters were frozen in carbonite for 15 years and they got unfrozen in the year 2022 and they're learning everything about the real world again, yeah. even though the real world has continued. So they don't know anything about anything. They don't know, like not, they know nothing. And the newer characters that they've tried to bring in to like replace Samantha, they're fine. But it's like, I almost also just so fascinated with behind the scenes stuff. Like Kim Cattrall is coming back to do one scene, but she shot, she already shot it. It's just a phone scene with Carrie refuses to like see any of those ladies refuses. Like to me, that is so much better than the actual storyline that they're presenting with us that I almost just want a docu-series on the making of and just like- Oh my like God, HBO or Max? Max. Max, yeah, Max needs to make that 100%. Yeah, It's so damn good. But it's so meta though. Like we're now shooting a sitcom. We're shooting, like it's, it, Carrie's reading uh, her, her book. She's doing a, you know, the voiceover narration for her audio book. And once again, Carrie, it's like, she, she doesn't know what a mic is. Oh, how do I, how do I read? I, I'm not, you, you, it's so ridiculous. Everything is just so funny. I and know, crazy. it's so ridiculous. It really and they're is. all amazing actors. Everyone of those ladies I are amazing love, actors. I do love like, um, all of the new additions, like SEMA, yeah. um, like they're, they're all fun. <clears throat> yeah. I and they're all, even, yeah, I can't even like remember anyone's names right now because it's yeah, like, they're, they're kind of like the, they're kind of like the woman of color support characters for the main characters, but which I, is also, you know, a conversation to be had is like. I, I know what they were trying to do with the diversity because that was such a big complaint about sex in the city the first time around. But the way that they've done it is just so weird to me. Yeah, well, the, and also just, just from a character standpoint, the Miranda, like you said, the Miranda thing is so left field. And also I'm just sad that we don't get any Steve of like, Miranda, I should be Steve. Oh, I got one, I got so one bull. I yeah, saw I Twitter that was like my canon, like where sex in the city ends for me is like at the end of the first movie with Miranda and Steve on the bridge. Like to me, that's, that's also like my head canon for like where their story ends. This is not the same Miranda. Dude, what it, wait, okay. If we're going to go there with Miranda, why don't we have a Carrie, like Carrie Kyle Richard storyline where she meets like a Morgan Wade type character and they get like matching heart tattoos and they go to Kimosabi to get matching cowboy hats. Like I want Carrie to have those adventures. Like Miranda is, a, do you think Miranda will eventually course correct and then realize the relationship with Che can't proceed because I mean, Che the still- way that Che freaking, okay, maybe I do hate Che because the way that Che handled Miranda- <laughs> saying hey my son is literally 
suicidal in real I, life, not a I, not a in real not life, a TV. not on the Jay Pasa Jay Pasa set set sitcom. Yeah. Um, I need to go be with my son, and Che was so like cold about it, and just like was not willing to think about anyone but Che in that moment. Well, I didn't like that. I didn't. I did not like that from Che. Che does suck. Yes. As a friend of Miranda's, I did not like that either. But I will say, in Che's defense, they are at a very uh, a pin- a pinnacle time in their career where they're making the leap from podcaster comedian to a sitcom star and a, a non-binary sitcom star, which is, this is, this is like Neil Armstrong on the moon. So Che's got the world on their shoulders right now. And That's Miranda. Fair. Yeah. It was an important moment. And the phone not being on silent was obviously a major faux pas. And all of that is very fair to be angry at. Yes. Um, now, I, I said this on Twitter, uh, but Che Pasa, che Pasa of the sitcom, I know a couple people in the writer's room for Che Pasa, and it is a toxic work Very environment. Very toxic. Very toxic, just like, and I don't think you watch this, the there's a two? show, the other two on Max, which just wrapped up its third season, and I guess it's the series finale as well. It, it's one of my favorite TV shows on, and unfortunately, it's now done. You can catch up three seasons on Max. It's created by... Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider, they're a writing group that were the head writers at SNL. Um, you know, even in, uh, I think their last season was the season where uh, Trump won over Hillary. And uh, you, just amazing. They're really incredibly talented. But it came out this week when they were they didn't get renewed. It was the series finale that it was a toxic work environment. Did you read about this? I found yeah, this fascinating. It was, what's his name? Charlie? Charlie, what do you mean? The the, the character? Other, or? No, one of the writers, the guy writer. Well, Matt Rogers is a writer there. Um, there there's a it's ton the guy, of guy. It's the guy and the girl that were the SNL writers. Oh, sorry, Chris, Chris, writer. Chris Kelly and Sarah Schneider. Chris I don't Kelly know why I said Charlie. Chris like, Kelly. Charlie. Um, so apparently it's mostly Chris Kelly. And he's like super toxic and really awful, apparently. That's what it says. And she kind of like goes along with it, is what I was reading. But again, yeah. I don't watch the show. I now I need to watch oh. it because it's hilarious. Sophie, Sophie, you would, I mean, it is I know, so that's what everyone says. Fucking funny. And it's like, it's it, they're pop culture lovers, obviously. And I will say, to get anything done in entertainment, it does. I mean, I don't, I don't want a toxic workplace, but I know how hard it is. But it is whoever spilled to the like Hollywood reporter of variety, they were like very specific. They were like, he picks on Sarah, his writing partner. They're in a talk, you know, toxic work environment. Um, and I just thought that was so brutal. And it's such a good show. So I don't want that shit to overshadow how good this show right. is. But I'm just sad that it's over now. And most people don't even know it existed. I know that's what I was reading that it just never, it was highly, highly acclaimed, but never became like a huge commercial hit or like an award season star. Like it just kind of was there, but getting great reviews. They had, they had a, um, a fundraiser, like a, a night to do good for mental health, which was hysterical in its own right. The whole uh, concept of this episode, but they had John Legend as a performer, and they were like, "And John Legend, he really just doesn't want to be home, does he?" Like it, they just like nail these certain uh-huh. things, and then John Legend performs, and they're like, 
John Legend, another B-level performance. You know, and I just thought it was so brutal and like just good, just like nails certain pop culture. And they talk about Bravo nonstop on there. So they're obviously Bravo. Oh, I need to watch it. Um, okay, that might be okay. next on my list. Real Housewives of Orange County. I'm I just watched the third or the this past week's episode. Loved it. Loved it. What did, what do you I'm think? I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm enjoying it, it a lot. I actually went out Wednesday night. And so when I watched it, I watched it like kind of drunk. That's and the way. so I was thinking, I was like, I need to rewatch it. But they were like on a trip. Yeah. They go to Montana. Yeah. They go to Montana. And it's like, okay, guys, it's just, you've got to lower your expectations. But then just the the insanity of these women in these minute minor situations are just really the dialogue is so fascinating. We got Heather Armstrong or sorry, Taylor Armstrong and Heather Dubro. They have, they're having an acting fight off of who like just at like two C. I mean, Heather Dubrow has worked, but there's still a C level actor in my book. Heather, Heather is pretending that she is like Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, Oh, general. I mean, she, she's Meryl Streep. She's pretending she's yeah. like, she's like mind, lady. She's Meryl Streep. Oh yeah. I mean, that's what she sees. And she blames her kids on having to pause her life. And now she's going to back. She's going to take Hollywood by storm again. And I just find it interesting. I mean, Heather Dubrow is ridiculous in so many levels, but Taylor Armstrong equally ridiculous because she's obviously working on a, I don't even think straight to video, like straight to iPhone movie where they're like shooting on ba- I mean, just shooting on like a, a, you know, an Android phone, like a very, I've watched some of the clips yeah. and like, no, I'm, I'm glad that she has a, a t- but they're fighting over, you know, acting credits and IMDB, which is the international movie database, just shit that no, Oh, it's just so good. And then Shannon Bedore, so they're bad. going to, they're writing a mechanical bull and Shannon refuses to go on because she lets us know she has a bony vagina. And I was oh. like, I, yeah, like I always suspected that, but it was good to get confirmation from Shannon oh, herself. Okay. Okay. But, then, <laughs> but they're all doing, and then you got the new girl, Jen, and she's dating this dude, Ryan, who she keeps saying they didn't cheat. They had an emotional affair, but they didn't cheat. And everybody in Orange County, any of the men, if you have a scene with any man, they try to like just hit up the sexual innuendos. They're like, you know, hey, let me flip you over. Like because they're they are such they're men, Sophie. They're men. That's oh all. God. They're real men. I can't with men sometimes. No offense. Um, I know you were drunk, so you didn't see this, but you, the mechanical bull, if you look really closely, it's Freddie Mellencamp dressed up as a mechanical bull. Oh she my wants, God. That's your way that's really of getting wants, back. She wants on so badly right yeah. now. She wants on so badly. No. Uh, so realize what Orange County highly recommend. Um, on to something that I wish, I don't feel like we. I don't know how much I'm really going to be talking about this until it starts airing, but Vanderpump rules started filming this past week. And I hate to be like the old, I am the old man here, but like, don't ruin everything. Like we already know exactly what scenes they shot. Everybody's posting. I know. know, I I agree with, I think it was Sam Bush who posted this Bravo historian. She was like, I need a break. Yeah. I really just need a break. I don't need to see all the all the scenes filming. Just like I'm kind of over them right now. I'm ready to just like I'm I'm going to watch later. You know, Hell yes. We, I, mean, I just so need excited. Pause. Put me on pause. You know. Yeah, you're you're on pause. We should all be on pause because we want to miss something a little bit. But I do think it's fascinating. And what I was predicting, I think it might come true, is that this will be a meta season. 
where uh, Kiki Monique Talk of Shame was on here a couple of weeks ago, and she said, "Listen, they're going to be swamped. They're going to be swamped wherever they go with fans trying to come up, and that's like Tom Tom. There was just." a group of people like last season, nobody gave a shit that they were filming. And now right. everybody was sitting there. They're just watching scenes being filmed and that's eventually going to get really, really weird. So I hope they lean right. into that. And also I kind of Kardashian. Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Like Kardashians can only usually shoot in each other's houses or on a private plane right. now or with Dolce and Gabbana because you know, where they have high security. Wait. Okay. Is it true though? Sorry to interrupt. No, interrupt. Is it true that Jax, I heard about the spinoff. Yeah. Is he actually coming back to the show? Okay. So this is what I hear. And this is what, this is by the way, we, this is the worst kept secret. So they are doing the, I don't know what it's called. If it's called Vanderpump Valley, but it is happening. It's with Jax, Dodie, Brittany. I heard Sheena was going to be the bridge into that show. And there was somebody else, but it's not Stassi. And it's an eight episode series for Peacock. I do also hear that Jax will be coming back in a friend of role to Vanderpump Rules. Friend of, not not like all the time. I think that's going to be one of the bridges okay. into the other show as well. Okay. Okay. So Sorry. Vanderpump I think Rules is over sound here. Oh, for a sec. Okay. But I heard Vanderpump you for the Rules. most part that Jax, Jax is going to come back as a friend of. Friend of, but then Not also, the, but they'll also have, he'll be on the eight episode Vanderpump Valley right. spinoff. The Peacock, yeah. the Peacock one. Okay. Well, so like, what was the event that Jax was at? And he was like, I know you heard the news guys. I'm back, baby. I'm back on the show and I'm going to give you a show and I'm going to call like, out who needs to be called out. He's, <laughs> he's like, like I'm ready sweetheart. to bring it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you're such a loser. And all that, and he's just going to be friend of. Uh, allegedly. I he's only on like two episodes. I, I'm sorry. And I know that some people are like, I do want Jax back, actually. I don't. The show was well, just fine without him. And Jax is too frustrating for me to watch because everything about him is a facade. Like, he is the most ingenuine, pathological, lying sociopath. I'm not going to watch him pretend okay. to be like, a great father or father and husband. And but like, Sophie, that's what I'm talking about. But in terms of meta, like, I feel like the meta thing is like, we all know who he really is. So that will be interesting to watch because we'll know he's faking. Like to me, that's kind of entertaining to watch somebody act like somebody that they're not. Cause I think we all know right. that. So okay. to me, that can be kind of, but by the way, I was very anti, I still am anti Jackson in a lot of ways, but I am starting to learn to like, listen, I don't know. Just do what you like. If it's good, we're going to love it. If it's good, if it's bad, we're going to hate it. And it'll, it won't exist past this season. So I'm real. I'm more concerned about how they do Vanderpump rules because I don't give a fuck. I'm just like, I'm in the minority here. Cause I know a lot of people disagree with this. I don't even think the show needs Raquel. I'm sorry, you guys, her performance isn't going to all actually, of a sudden. I've, I've kind of like come to your side on that one, because I feel like, I, a couple weeks ago, was like, I, I feel like we need Raquel to, like, you know, see the fallout of it all. But I think it's true that, like, we really don't need her. She never brought anything to the show other than, you know, the reunion drama. The reunion was nothing. Yeah, so, unless like, she went to a mental yeah. health facility slash, like, public speaking camp, 
you know, if that mental health facility taught you how to pop on camera, maybe that like if she came back and just like was a totally different person and like really came in like wanting to bring it, which just doesn't even seem to be in her wheelhouse. I'm more did you Tom Sandoval's not in town because he's filming the Fox reality show special forces. Did you see that? Oh yeah, I did see that. Oh my god! Do you think? I hope they do you think Sandoval? Do you think Sandoval's gonna come in with like a buzz cut and he's like all military now and he's be like, "What up? Yeah. It's me, Private Sandoval, reporting for duty." It's me, Private Sandoval. <laughs> no, I hope they really put him through it. I hope they do. I hope they do. And like, I didn't watch the last season, but did they give them buzz cuts? Cause like, that'd be fun. <laughs> no, but he does everything extreme. So, you know, like what if he comes in all like, yeah. that's his he new season factor, 11. But, like, a yes. method. He's the first ever method reality star. Oh my God. Oh, Sophie, this is what I thought. Okay. So on the cruise ship, they have all of these cruise performers. Like you would go like my mom, like every night, like this, we did the seven o'clock show. We watched a magician. We watched a comedian. We watched like a band we watched. And I, I sat there and I was like, Tom Sandoval and the most extras could eventually perform on a cruise ship. But then later in the week, I was like, no, they can't because the singers were like really decent. Like they might've been cheesy, but they were decent. Like the band could eventually be a, a cruise ship band, but I don't think him as the lead singer could be on the cruise ship with them. Does yeah. I'm with you on that one. Okay. I with you. I I feel like cruise ship singers are more talented. Yeah, like I wanted to be like they're cheesy, but they're talented. So the Sandoval. Oh, do right. you think they're going to make him take off those like Fruit Loop necklaces and bracelets he wears in the military show? Oh, probably. And then he's not gonna, you get off that car can jewelry. His nail polish. <laughs> he's he's going to have to get rid of his nail polish. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. Don't ask, don't tell, sir. Um, that's amazing. Don't tell. Um, also, finally, oh with the, the I hear Lala is like little, like uh, she's supposedly all pissy, potentially with Ariana and stuff. I'm hearing those rumors, which would kind of be interesting to already see that shit crumble. You know, like Lala, like it will be. They're already fights. They're gonna they're gonna eat each other alive. This group. wait, Lala is feuding with who? No, not Ariana per se, but like. I hear because that secrets revealed episode where Charlie kind of talks shit about Lala saying like, you took a loss. You went with Randall. He didn't get you the house. And I hear she potentially might be hurt by that, which was like, so I don't think she's, I don't, I know she's not negative. I would would be super embarrassed by it. And that's why I love Charlie. And I so want her to end up being full time next season. She's back. She's back. Yes. Because Charlie can actually like, get under Lala's skin in a way that By I just feel telling like a the truth. She just tells the truth though. Like she's, she's not like you took an L you took an L. So uh, that's the, <laughs> the Vanderpump God. rules segment. Um, let's see what else is going on here. We did. And just like that, we did real Housewives of orange County. Um, listen, I would talk about the Kardashians, but really there's not a lot to talk about there. I've watched two episodes today and it's the same bullshit, different day, except for Courtney. You can tell how much she truly hates Kim. And I got to tell you, I don't blame her. Uh, Kim really does. I mean, it's it, the whole show is based around wish fulfillment for Kim. Like Kim's so amazing. Everything's a make or break deal for Kim. And it's like everything is just Chris kissing Kim's ass every episode. It's weird. It just yeah, it's care. like who wants to watch that? That's what I don't get is that I feel like it's not 
I was reading from the amazing Kendall Cunningham. Love Kendall Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. She's um a uh a writer for Daily Beast. Idol's culture culture reporter for the Daily Beast. So she writes on, you know, reality stuff, Vanderpump, Kardashians. And she wrote something really interesting about the Kardashians, like basically admitting earlier this season that like no one was interested in their show last season, that it was really boring and wasn't getting good reviews. And they were thinking of ways. I didn't watch it myself, but I was reading about it. It's like they recognize the fact that like, we are not entertained by what they are currently putting out, but it doesn't sound like they're like changing it this season. Like it's the same, like boring. Oh my God. Like I have dreamed about this, like Kim Kardashian, like, you know, dreaming about something and then like accomplishing it. Like, cool. Well, part of, but there's no like actual, like, yeah. Part of reality shows is like rooting for somebody and it's hard to root for somebody once they hit billionaire status. And that's no offense to them, but it's just like, there's no, you know, when you watch somebody continually succeeding, that's good for them. But as an audience member, it's not relatable in any sort of way. And, you know, it just, you don't know why you're there because even with the Vanderpump kids, you're kind of like, oh, wow, they're like bigger than they've ever been. Good for them. That potentially will get annoying as well, but it's nice to see people kind of win here and there, but the Kardashians, you know, it's, it's day in, day out, the same thing. And the, the L's they do take in their life, they don't really want to share. So I don't know what to say. Right. Like, what about Kylie Swim? I'd love to hear about what happened to Kylie Swim. But, like, Kim Kim is always, like, the she's forever the underdog in her own eyes and thinks that people still see her as the underdog. You know, it's like, oh, my God, this is so inspiring for everyone. It's like, it's not. It's not anymore. Yes, not at all. I mean, it just, it doesn't make sense at all. So it, it kind of, like, I watch it because it's like, I'm just used to watching it. Like I, they're part family in a way. Oh, by the way, this pissed me. Well, it, it bummed me out. E E entertainment news asked me to be on last week to talk about Kardashians. And I was on the trip with my mom and I had to turn it down. And I was like, <gasps> e, to be on E would have been like, that's like vision board shit. So hopefully they'll ask that's me again. Bucket list. Yeah, oh, that, to me, that Kim, that's my Kim Kardashian bucket list. It's not Dolce and Gabbana. Oh my God, it's seriously. E entertainment oh. news. Uh, well, so hopefully- you think the Kardashians will last another season? Do you think do you think they'll come back? I think their uh, contract was for four seasons. So I think there yeah. is, or maybe for five. Well, they're already filming. They're already filming right now. Yeah. So like they they are gonna fulfill like whatever their contract like specifies, however many seasons, like four or five. And then no, I think that you know, they're so expensive. Yeah. They're a very expensive family to employ. And like in this economy, if you didn't just see that Disney just Disney owns ESPN and ESPN just laid off all of this on camera talent, like so many people to free up, you know, these tens of millions of dollars and Hulu and Disney is the same company. So I don't know. I'm just saying no one is keeping their jobs these days. Even Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I don't think the Kardashians are going to end up keeping their job in this economy, at least. We talked about Meghan Markle. No, I think you're dead on right. We talked about Meghan Markle two weeks ago about the podcast, like, you know, the $20 million deal with Spotify. I didn't realize it came out the next day that she wasn't even doing all the interviews. The people working for her were doing certain interviews. Is that true? That's what I just found out from Shannon from Fluently Forward when I went on her podcast last week. Um, I didn't know that. 
And she told me that. I don't know. I I saw some comments, I feel like, where people are like, that's actually not true. Like, they said it wasn't true. I don't know for sure if it's true. Like, well, is it? Okay, so the big name guests, like, she would actually be in Studio 4, like Mariah Carey, Andy Cohen, some other people. But then there were some conversations with, like, uh, industry professionals where the other, like, where her staff would do the interviews and use the sound bites. So it wasn't, like, wall-to-wall true. I mean, it was just for certain things, certain pieces of a conversation or depending on what the topic of the podcast was, right. you have audio from a guest that was not actually taken from Meghan Markle. But when you're doing That's that so little, you think she would be able to do all of it. It really does not look good. Right. Like all you have to do is show up and like speak into a mic and like have a conversation with someone really famous and cool, you know? Um, wait, did you hear? So I think I read this in like this new Rolling Stone article that came out about Meghan and Harry. And it was saying... or. It was Rolling Stone or New York Mag. I think I there were two articles I read on them. It might be Rolling and Stone. Their their entertainment division is like going through the roof right now. Rolling Stone has like they must have really revamped their entertainment right. division. Yeah, no, Rolling Stone is producing good content, but um, Prince Harry apparently had like pitched an idea to Spotify about him interviewing Vladimir Putin. Mark Zuckerberg, Trump, yes. and like other yes. like, men about their childhood trauma. Yeah. And so that was the, interesting. And everyone was like, that's weird. No. And like, Pope. it was just so embarrassing. The Pope, like, seeing that one. Pope, tell me about what led you to Jesus. Like, what? what's the bit? Why, how'd you get there? Like, I love Harry just trying to relate with Putin. Like, and who was that actress like, that was what? like, I wish I could be Putin's mother? Remember that whole thing a couple of years ago? Of like, oh. I wish I could be Putin's mother. Oh my God. What was her name? Oh. The actress from uh, 90210. Yes. The, oh the my reboot. God. I wish um. I Oh my god! I wish I Anna. Oh, Anna Lynn. Anna Lynn McCord. McCord. Yes. Oh, what Anna a good video McCord. that was. She like that's when the internet you you share way too much, and then it eventually you're going to share something that is so out of left field and gets you completely made fun of. I do it all the time. Which speaking of that, what is your opinion, Sophie? You are a genius on Twitter. Uh, on Friday, I believe. I don't. Uh, it, Elon Musk, I don't know if you you know this guy, he's a Yahoo that is completely ruining this hellscape that Twitter, I mean, he's making Twitter worse, which I never thought you could actually do, but he's managed to do it. And now he's potentially put in limits for unverified accounts, verified accounts you have to pay for now, unless like there's some certain legacy accounts, but the unverified accounts, yeah, you can only see, you can only see 600 tweets a day. Is that right? If you're unverified? Right. And then like 6,000. I think he keeps upping it. I don't know like the rhyme or reason. I think that what happened was that Twitter actually was like malfunctioning. And this is just like his excuse. Because why would you limit the amount of tweets that people see and consume on a website that's about getting money from advertisers? Like that doesn't make sense. The big thing about Twitter, I mean, besides all the hate shit, is getting news immediately in your hands that you can see. Like immediate breaking news. Right. Uh, like Friday, we had a, the uh, insane, some of the insane Supreme Court decisions. Like you need to kind of see this, read what's going on in the world. And that's where Twitter actually was second to none. But if he limits that, he limits information going out unless you pay. It's, it's very weird. It's absurd. But, 
but I, have you have you had your rate limit exceeded already the first day? Um, it exceeded it exceeded yesterday, but like I've been able to look at Twitter and I think I'm seeing new tweets today. So like I don't know. Like yeah, I really just, start just think burner he's making, I think he's making this up. Like he's literally making it up, you guys. Well, I because also of, heard... like some sort of, like yeah, that the server, the Google Cloud server, yeah, like their billion dollar like deal with Google like, expired. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I heard they didn't pay the bill. I heard he didn't pay the bill. Yeah, something for like the that. the cloud storage, which. Holy shit. Like I know sometimes I'll try to not pay my Apple cloud storage and they get you. But like Elon Musk, you just like, you're like, shit, dude, you're a billionaire and you're not paying. Like that's wild. And we put our faith into these like idiots. He wants to fight Mark Zuckerberg at the Coliseum. Like that's, that's the shit that is like, this man is all about. So I don't know, go yeah, I don't know. It's so sad. He's like blue Twitter. He screwed it up. He's insane. He's insane. And yeah, Twitter is is slowly dying and I'm coming to terms with it. I'm very upset about it because it has been my favorite app for quite some time. So yeah, I'm sad about it. We'll see yeah, what happens. No. Though. We'll see. Okay, cross your fingers, guys. Uh, did you listen to Olivia Rodrigo's new song, Vampire? Her her long-awaited release of her second album. She released her new single a couple days ago, Vampire. Have you listened to it yet, Sophie? Um, yes, I did listen to it. And yeah, it was good. It's not like, you know, what do they call it? Like an earworm where I'm like, hmm, like humming it. It was fine. It was good. As a young, as a young, interested in hearing the rest of the album. So yeah, as as a young girl that's gotten her heart broken so many times, I've loved it. I loved it. It reminded me about. No, it's like wait. Do you think Kyle Richards loves the song Vampire? Oh my god, she definitely rocks out to it with Morg, with Morg, Morgs, with Morgs. Um, Also, I wanted to talk about one of the stupidest things I've been seeing at concerts lately is people throwing phones or any kind of objects at the performer to literally try to hit them in the face. Yeah, like, what is going on with that? It happened with BB Rexa. Then it happened with this girl, Ava Ava Max, who I wasn't really familiar with. But, it like, I mean, I just don't understand what, what is even the thought process. Have you ever gone to a concert and wanted to hit somebody in the face with your phone? Um, I can't say that I have. But yeah, like, what is happening with that? I really don't understand. I wonder like, if Tom Sandoval's scared for his next date. So that would be one that I actually would support. But the, all of them so far have just been, like, women. And it's really weird. Like, stop abusing women that are going out of their way to, like, perform for you. Like, well, the, you, what it's going to take for this to stop is for somebody to do this to Beyonce or Taylor Swift. And if you do it to one of those people, imagine the crowd to that person at a Taylor oh. Swift show. Oh, that person would be torn limb from limb. That person wouldn't be alive anymore. That, and that person would be, I know they wouldn't, they wouldn't leave that concert alive, but if they did, they would be doxxed within two seconds oh, and done. probably dead by the end of the week. Now on the flip side, the singer Pink, it gets even weirder. Somebody threw their mom's ashes on the stage at a Pink show. And Pink was literally like, what are, like, literally a bag of her, a bag of their mom's ashes on stage. And I just thought, like, wow. And Pink said, hey, listen, like, it was good natured about it, but it was like, this is too far. But also, do you think, like, was the mom, like, like, 
I mean, like, what? how does that even like, does the mom ask to be thrown on stage in a pink show? Like, how did that even come? Like, was, I hope pink was I the mom's highly, favorite artist. I doubt it. I think that this was probably just some deranged fan. I really highly doubt it was like the, the mom's dying wish was to be, was to be thrown at pink at a concert at a pink concert Meh, I don't think so. what if the mom was like not even that big of a pink fan it's just the girl was like a big pink fan no i think it probably was pink. just like a, i think it was just a strange <laughs> fan and did you see the one that threw like a wheel of brie, brie at her okay now that's fucking awesome if somebody threw a wheel of brie cheese at me like it's like supper's on but like that was but it was like a huge wheel of cheese it wasn't like small it was like a big wheel of brie cheese at pink right it was like huge it was like what is going on what is happening have you ever seen with Pink these do all female those acrobats she does all those acrobats from the wires and stuff like that oh like yeah i love show. that about her I yeah. wonder if just people are just throwing fucking cheese and ashes. It's like a it's like a mess at a pink show. Like it just is that normal for a pink show? People just like fucking go crazy. Apparently, apparently, although she seemed shocked by both of these events, so maybe not. <laughs> but by the way, much better than wait, much better than hitting her in the face with a phone. Like that's I would much prefer that. Well, um, yeah, yes. Um. Okay. Uh, as we start winding down, even though this has gone so quickly, what else are you watching out there, Sophie? What have you, what has been on your mind this last week in terms of pop culture? Oh what God, have, I, what have I I'm trying to think of what I have been watching. Um, oh my God. Why can't I think of anything? Oh, I tried to watch the bear and I like could not get into it because everyone is so obsessed with season two and talking about how amazing it is. I have tried twice now and I can't get into it. Everyone says keep going. So I'm going to like keep going, I guess. But sometimes, um, wait, wait, Sophie. But sometimes it's all right. Like shows will find you when they're supposed to find you. Like we don't like, like maybe you're going to love true. it three weeks from now. Like, like that's go true. with what, you know, it's like if you force yourself to watch something, you know, it's like th then you're probably going to like watch it a month from now and fucking love it. But if you're like have to watch it right now, you're not going to, it's going to feel like work sometimes. Right. It has to be on my own time, I guess. Um, wait. Oh, I watched Take Care of Maya on Netflix. Did you watch that yet? I saw the uh, thing for it, but it, it, I didn't even know what it's about. What is it about? Um. Oh, I don't know how to say what it's about without like spoiling it, but it's basically- Is it about, about taking child. care of Maya? Is Maya the child? Maya is the child and she is very sick with a mysterious illness and- yeah, it's about that. So just watch it. It's it's pretty good. It's on Netflix. And are we wait? Are we dealing with a um? Wait, is it kind of like a uh, Hadid? Uh, what was the thing? Or uh, what's the thing where the 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 mother or the parent will like keep the kids sick? What's it called? Oh, Manchowson. Is it like is it Munchausen? Munchausen by proxy. Munchausen, Munchausen by proxy. Is that what this is about? Oh, so, just watch it, you guys. Just watch it. I'm not going to spoil it. Just watch. But, um, oh, I also caught up with Summer House Martha's Vineyard. and Oh, my God. So isn't good. it good? Isn't it's it so good? good? Okay, yeah, that's Silas like, is yes. such a good. I, si people don't want Crazy. Silas back. But I think Silas is so. He's, he's horrible. A great so you villain. want him back. Yes. You need him back. He's a great villain. And I want to see what happens with, like, him and Jasmine, obviously. Like, are they going to make it as a couple? 
right now it doesn't look great. So like, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing more. So I really hope there's like a season two filming like now. Summer House. Which North also Summer Vineyard. House. Summer, regular Summer House is apparently like filming now. Well, supposedly Summer House Martha's Vineyard, it got the second season pickup and they start filming at the end of July. So that's good news. Summer House is potentially filming now. Do you know about any casting shakeups? It's all the same people, obviously. Um, from what I've heard, it's pretty much the same as last summer. So more of that. I, I will say though, Real Housewives of New Jersey, I'm so tired of that Teresa, Melissa, Joey fight. But at the same that's time, it got, it's gotten very old. It got huge ratings. Yeah, but it got huge ratings, so they're obviously not going to switch it up. I mean, and it's, I will say, like, I've DM with some of the Jersey ladies, and there's all this, like, toxicity with the fandom. I will say, and it's the same with Summer House, with, like, Lindsay and those people, nobody's ever tried to get me to, like, post anything for them. Nobody's ever tried to, like, get me to, like, make a bad meme. Nobody, you know, like, everybody's like, oh, they've got the bloggers in their pocket. Like, I wish somebody was paying Oh, me. yeah. Wouldn't that be, like, I are know, you kidding me? Offer me, yeah, offer me a gift great. certificate or something. Are you kidding me? Um, Take oh, me this out is, to dinner, you know. This is bad news. Um, uh, Madonna, this is actually serious. Madonna had to cancel her 40th anniversary tour because she has a bacterial infection, which was very serious. She was found unresponsive at her house. I, I don't, this sounds so weird and crazy. And I don't, I don't know much more than that. She's stable. But uh, they had to cancel her whole world tour, which I know she was, I don't know. Like, I don't know that much about Madonna these days, but she is a legend. Uh, you know, have you heard anything more than just bacterial infection? No, that's it. So prayers up for Madonna. Prayers up. Well, prayers up for Pete Davidson as well, who checked himself back into a mental health facility to kind of, I guess he was having some issues I don't know if he's the same one with Raquel Rachel, but he's another one that that kind of just went in under the radar. They kind of just pushed that news story out, but there wasn't many more specifics, even though they did give Bupkis a second season order, which is so weird because I didn't know anybody that was really watching that show. But yeah, did uh, anyone watch that show? I, I, I watched the first episode and I couldn't really do it. And I like Pete Davidson, but I just right. didn't really feel anything from it. That's surprising then that it got a second season. God, yeah. I hate uh, executive. You give second seasons to people who don't deserve it in my opinion and then cancel so many other things yeah so, so what are we what are we doing tonight with the fam what are, what's going on now sophie i know you're sunday night you have you have work we, tomorrow yeah sunday night we are going to go out to dinner and yeah what about you uh, I'm going to watch, uh, I got to watch, I do have to watch the season finale of Summer House Martha's Vineyard. I've got to catch up on Below Deck Sailing Yacht because I was actually getting really into the Daisy, Colin, uh, Gary relationship. I love Below Deck Sailing Yacht. I was going to try the Bear season two. I don't know. There's just so much to catch up on and I've got to You have start a lot of up. catching up to do. That's Oh, sure. Sophie, when you, this little of a life, it's going to be pretty easy. Um, but Sophie, what else is going on this week for you? Anything to keep our eye out on? Uh, yeah, is- keep, keep your eye out. Um, I have some stuff that I have been working on. What does that even so, mean? Just keep an eye out. I'm getting I'm I'm getting back to actually putting my thoughts onto paper. Parchment. So under parchment. So Wait, yeah. is it, are, are you announcing a book? Is that what you're announcing right I, now? A book? I wish that'd be great. 
That'd be I great. bet you have a book proposal in there. Anyways, uh, also, okay, guys, uh, this is quick, but I'll be doing new shows all week. So uh, I'm glad to be back. Thank you so much, Sophie, for being here. And we will talk to you guys very soon. Betches.